There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Today we're going to have a young man preach for us that has been a friend of mine for over a dozen years. And uh, we have been co-laborers together many places and many times. Brother Zach has traveled to West Virginia with me and to New York with me and to Michigan with me. And uh, we've been together in the Carolinas, even down as far as Georgia in ministry together. And so we're thankful for him. And Brother Zach is a member of the Living Waters Baptist Church in Moxville, North Carolina. His father, Brother David Vernon, is the pastor there. And Brother Zach is under his father as far as the ministry. Brother Zach has announced many years ago, has announced a call to preach, and uh, God has used him greatly. If any of you listening would desire to have a young man that has a touch of God, be willing to uh, use him in the pulpit, maybe be a help to young people especially, and I would recommend calling Brother Zach. Uh, he's a reliable preacher. You listen as he brings the podcast today. We certainly thank the Lord for it. I'm coming to you today from the old book of God. We're going to turn to the book of First John chapter 4, and today I want to talk to you about the alluring away from the truth and how the false prophets how false teachers and the false spirit, spirit of Antichrist, is set out to draw men away from the truth. And how they draw men away from the truth. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. Even now, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you, than he that is in the world. Thank God for these words from Brother John. The Bible tells us that we are to, in verse 1, to try the spirits, whether they are of God. We're not trying the spirits because every spirit is of God, but we're trying the spirits because many have gone out into the world with a false spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have a false spirit, and they're preaching the gospel, their gospel, and they're preaching their message into the world. Therefore, the Bible tells us, try the spirits, because there's false prophets that have gone out into the world. 
to try the spirit. The word try means to examine something as to reveal its identity. To put something on a trial, it is the action of proving something, whether it is or is not so. And what John is telling the saints of God is we are to examine the spirits of quote-unquote Christianity, the spirits that are in the church, to see whether or not it is of God. Whenever you look up the word try, it also carries with it the idea of sifting. In the old days, a woman may go down, may have gone down to the mill and she got some wheat from the store down there at the mill and she brought it home. But before she ever began to break to bake the bread or before she ever put it in the oven, she grabbed her sifter, a cylinder-like shaped thing with a grate at the bottom of it, a net to catch what wasn't wheat and allowed the wheat to pass through the bottom. But the uh, objects that were held up inside the sifter stayed up above that net to keep them from getting into the wheat to separate the bran, the shell that grows around the wheat, around the wheat germ, to separate the bran from the actual wheat germ itself that you use to make bread. As an illustration, you could say that the wheat is the Spirit of God. That's the thing that you want. That's the thing that you need. That's the thing that we desire to have. You could say that the bran or the husk, the shell of the wheat, would be the spirit of Antichrist. That's the thing that you do not want in the bread. That's the thing that is not profitable and is not fruitful. And you could say that the sifter is the Word of God. The Word of God, ladies and gentlemen, helps us not to be blown about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, with cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The ladies and gentlemen, the Word of God lights up the pathway that we go. It helps us to know what is true and what is not true. And whenever we are examining the spirits, of spirits, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of error, we hold it up to the Word of God. We sift the spirits through the Word of God to see whether or not they are so to see whether it is of the devil or whether it is of God. You find in the Word of God this word sift. The Bible tells us that Jesus told Peter that Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. What was that? Satan desired to have Peter. Peter was close to the Lord Jesus Christ, laid his head in the breast of the Lord Jesus Christ, Whenever Jesus went upon the Mount of Transfiguration, there Peter went with him. Whenever, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus began to speak of his death, Peter said that he would never deny the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus said, you'll deny me thrice. And Peter seemingly just seemed to love the Lord Jesus Christ and was closer to him than any other man, but Satan desired to have him to prove whether or not Peter was so. And whenever he went through Satan's sifter, after he denied the Lord Jesus Christ, and all these things were said and done, when it all was over and it all had ended, there Peter came out on the other side, still possessing this faith, still full of the power of God, still desiring the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Why? Because after Satan had sifted Peter, there was something to Peter, and there really was faith, faith there. Not only that, Job was also sifted of the devil. To find out whether or not he was so, Satan said to the Lord, Does Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him, about all that he hath on every side? Hast thou not blessed the works of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land? But put forth thou now thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Basically, the devil told the Lord that if you weren't doing this for Job, he would curse you to your face. So the Lord allowed Satan to have his way with Job, and he smote him with boils from the top of his head down to his feet and began to take his family, took all of his children, took all of his possessions. And at the last, his wife said, Job, all this has happened to us. Why don't you curse God and die and get it over with? He said, Thou speak as a foolish woman speaketh. What? Shall we, should we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? When Satan sifted Job, he sifted him to find out whether or not he was so. And whenever Job came out on the other side, he said, Though I be tried, I shall come forth as gold. And whenever Job came out on the other end, he came forth as pure as gold. Why? Because he was sifted. That sifting removes the bad from the good. That sifting, ladies and gentlemen, they use that same term as, of sifting to speak of separating the impure metals from gold, to purify metals. Whenever you sift gold, you're separating the impure metals from the gold. And what we're doing is we're trying to sift, we're trying to separate what is real and what is not real, what is true and what is error, what is of God and what is of the devil. And John is telling us that we are to try the spirits to see whether or not they are of God. The saints of God ought to try the spirits to see whether people are of God and whether or not it is the spirit of truth or the spirit of error. Ladies and gentlemen, the sinners ought to take into consideration what is true and what is not true based on the word of God. We are to try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Why? Because there are many people under the umbrella of Christianity that are false, that do not know God. Not only that, we are to filter doctrines through the Word of God. We are to filter false spirits out by the Word of God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are, to, we are to examine the brethren by the Word of God to see whether or not they are of God or of the devil. How do you do that? The sifter is the Word of God. John is warning us in this passage of Scripture to, he says, believe not every spirit. He's telling us not to be so naive as to believe that everything that is said in Jesus' name is so. Why? Because there's many people that misrepresent the Lord Jesus Christ. Not everything that uses Jesus' name is of God. Not everything that falls under the umbrella of Christianity is biblical Christianity. And we are to take the Word of God and to exa and examine these things to see whether or not they are of God or of the devil. False prophets always misrepresent the truth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bear with me, because many 
false prophets, whenever they preach and whenever they teach, they will tell a whole lot of truth, but they always mix it with a big lie. And whenever false prophets preach, they preach a lot of truth, but it's all wrapped around a lie. The whole thing is a lie. But they say enough truth just to get people's attention. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused to you uh, one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. There's a lot of men that say, well, whether in pretense or in sincerity, I'm glad that the gospel is being preached. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's examine that for a moment. What if that man is preaching a false gospel? What if that man's preaching a gospel that is not according to the Word of God? What if that man is preaching a gospel that is contrary to what Jesus and the apostles said? What if he preaches a gospel that is anti-repentance? What if he preaches a gospel that is works-based? What if he preaches a gospel that teaches men that they can work their way to heaven, and they can work their way to salvation? What if that man is relaying that message? In that sense, if when he's preaching a message contrary to the word of God, we should not be happy that he's preaching that gospel. But yet the Bible said, let that man be accursed. There are many popular men that will use even Bible terminology, yet their gospel is contrary to the word of God. And as a result, they have a false spirit, a false spirit. Not only that, these false prophets, the false spirit in the world today, these men, they have been exposed to the truth and rejected it. First John chapter 2, verse 18, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, that they were not all of us. He's telling the saints of God, you've heard already that there's going to be false Christianity. You've heard already that there's going to be a false message. Jesus Christ proclaimed that there would be a false message. He gave the parable of the wheat and the tares. Jesus Christ did, and he said, a man sowed wheat in a field, and he said, in the middle of the night a man came in, and he sowed tares. And whenever the field grew up, and the wheat grew up, tares grew up amongst it. And that man said, an enemy must have sowed this seed in the middle of the night while we were sleeping. An enemy of ours. And this was a parable given by the Lord Jesus Christ to expose that Jesus Christ and his apostles would come in and preach the truth, men would be saved, but amongst the brethren, there would be men that would arise up, and they would sow a false seed amongst the brethren, and there would be false Christians and a false message being proclaimed amongst the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a result, he said, 
We're not going to destroy those tares now, but in the harvest. I will gather the wheat unto myself, but we will burn up the tares and the chaff with unquenchable fire. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a warning by the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be men that grow up within the church that go out and they preach a false message. He said they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory. Song of the redeemed.